Okay, Lady Ada, what is this? This is Ada Fruits Show and Tell, our weekly show. We do every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time here from New York City, where we uh, meet Lady Ada, Mr. Lady Ada, watch people from around the world come by with their webcams and show and share what they're working on, whether it's electronics, 3D printing, cosplay, knitting, whatever it is you're making, we'd love to see it and uh, share with the community that we've got here. We're going to be here till 7.50 p.m., so take two or three minutes when we call on you, unmute your mic, show us your project, and then uh, we'll move on to the next person. We've got a full house, it looks like. So let's uh, start off with Brent, who's actually right over there. What are you working on, Brent? Hello. This past week, I've been working on a cursor, so kind of mimicking a computer cursor. Let me see how I can demo this. Um, so mimicking a computer cursor, but on CircuitPython devices. And the cursor is rendered. It's actually a bitmap, and there's really not a lot of screen tearing. Scott's done an awesome job on the latest CircuitPython display speed ups, and you can make it larger. Hold on. Uh, you can make it really large by scaling it. Oh, I can't see it over there. Oh. Yeah, I don't have an overhead, so like you can scale it and then it becomes gigantic. And then like it's really slow because it's really large and then you can slowly move to the other scale. So it interacts with all the button elements. So there's a CircuitPython library for buttons. And then this is actually on the unreleased PyBadge airlift. And so if you want buttons to interact and maybe load data from Adafruit.io or use Azure or something that we already have or connect to um, a different API and load in like your GitHub logo, you can now, and there's a user interface and you can kind of build anything or like props to somebody who builds an OS. Okay, we can make OSs all our own. Thank you, Brent. People watch the CircuitPython uh, newsletter for when we release that. It's exciting. Okay, next up, let's check in with Phil B. Um, hello there. Uh, let me switch a camera here. Um, there we go. Yay. Does that work? Okay, good. Uh, hey, this guide finally went live. I showed this off uh, last week or something, but um, I've been fixated on the speak and spell for some reason. This is totally nothing practical. It's just, you know, it, it's a nostalgia thing. I B L. But on the... Um, on the Trellis M4, we have a very, very, um, very good reproduction of the speak and spell voice uh, running. It's it's spot on. Um, spell ready. Achieve zero again. Answer. That's all it does. It's just a soundboard, but uh, it makes people smile, and uh, that's. And how how are you making the speak and spell audio? Because it sounds exactly the same. Yeah, that the the speech data actually came out of the ROM of a speak and spell, and it is in the speak and spell's native format, which is this this insanely highly compressed format called uh, LPC10. Um, it like even MP3 is like bloated by comparison. Um, the trade-off there is, you know, it, it, it's very optimized towards speech and not even great-sounding speech, but it's kind of at the threshold of recognizable. Yeah. And all that data is just in the Arduino sketch. Uh, you know, we have so much memory now, it's easy to do that sort of thing. Whereas then it was, you know, 
packing all that in there was was pretty magical uh, at the time. Okay, well, people are oh, saying that this is making them smile. I hope so. They remember their, their speaking stuff when they were a kid. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you go into the history of it. The guide's really cool, so people check that out. Shoulder, curious. Okay. <laughs> um, you just like walk around cons and just like play, you know, the speaking yeah, No, no, this is great for speaking spell cosplay. You're totally. Yeah, yeah I wish, you know, because it's a fixed um, vocabulary, it's like I can't say it's even useful for like assistive stuff because it's just it's such a such a fixed subset. And uh, like I say, it's just for fun and smiles. Uh, it's just everybody knows that voice. If if you're above a certain age, you know. Lever meaning machine, right? Um, indeed. Leather meeting machine. All right. Okay. Well. <laughs> Stick around, you might have to play us out. Depending okay. on All right. All right, thanks, uh, Phil B. Okay, next up, let's uh, check in with Noah and Pedro. What's the extruding this week? Hey, guys. Hello, hello. So, hello. first, we have a. Yeah, the Brent's demo is so awesome. So, I got to send him one of these that we're working on. It's the little thumb pad add on for the Pi Badge. It makes it so much better. So, you don't leave little indents in your fingers. And they're on Ninja Flex. So, they're nice and squishy. We'll release that next week. It works with the LC and the non LC version. Okay. That's pretty cool. But right, this week. Yeah, so this week we have a Yeah, so check out the learn uh the the learn guides this week. We put together a new prop maker light up sword. And shout out to Katni who wrote the code for this. So this one's got motion activated uh, sound effects. It's using the prop maker wing and the feather. Uh cool thing about this one is the blade is uh retractable, so we can do this. <laughs> that was great. I think I flew that way. Anyway, uh, little pieces. Of, it's 3D printed, right? So this is a collapsible blade that sometimes blade you, sir. There you go. That sometimes comes out. Um, and the sounds are randomized, so there are different sounds that you get. So it's not so repetitive. And the hilt's all 3D printed. Again, it's using the prop maker uh, and a feather M4, I believe. Yeah, a feather M4. Um, it's all written in Circuit Python again by Katni, and uh, it's really responsive, which I like a lot. Um, it's used for the light. It's just using a single uh, three watt RGB LED, so it's just one LED. You don't need like a, a whole NeoPixel strip to light up the blade, which is kind of nice. Also, it's retractable. Yeah, cool. Another thing I wanted to do with it, I wanted to make it easier to recharge. So we have the pommel uh, come off with a little twist screw top, and that way we can recharge the battery and reprogram. What camera is it? This one. So it's there, access there. Um, and it comes out too with a little pull tab if you want to pull it out and see it. Oh, nice. And, uh, I'm using the mini over speaker, which is right here. Uh, the speaker's uh, facing this way, but it's still kind of the uh, the hilt kind of creates like acoustics. So, yeah. Nice. It kind of makes it louder when you put this back on. You just need a speaking spell sword now. Speaking spell sword? <laughs> That's a good cool. idea. Yeah. <laughs> and there it goes. <laughs> Excellent. So the blade is removable. That's why you want to be different. Another one. And inside there, you have. Oh, how am I doing? How am I doing? And then inside there, you can see the 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 the. Um, also a flashlight. It's also a flashlight, which makes sense. See that's the purpose. You were demonstrating the flashlight. Of course. I'm glad you put it too. Way to go. That was on purpose. All right. So so check it out. The files are up there. And I think we're releasing the videos. Friday or yeah maybe twenty first maybe um, yeah <laughs> we have videos yeah so folks we're know we're to... we're trying to help YouTube have more things than um 
like conspiracy videos and stuff. So they're trying to do more how-to stuff, which is yay for, for us. So um, this, this might be part of a series and maybe part of a larger effort of YouTube becoming a, a teaching platform, not just um, reptiles didn't land on the moon platform or whatever the latest conspiracy is. Yeah, so we're trying to uh, align our launching dates with that. Yeah, so we'll find out. Excellent. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Pedro. And their magical prop sword. Okay, next up, let's see what's going on with Maker Melissa. Hi. Okay. Uh, I want. I am working on adding boards to Blinka, and let me see if I can. I haven't shared my screen on here before, so I'm going to try that. You can do it. Uh, which button is it? Well, sometimes it's the oh, second one. I see it. Okay, yeah, that's it. Yeah. But uh, let me move this out of the way here. Change. And do that. And let's do this. Okay. Okay, we see a sand dune. Okay, there you go. Blinka. Okay. So I added, we had um, five boards on here before, and we were already supporting a lot of the Raspberry Pis. Um, and so I just went ahead and I went and added all the ones that we are currently supporting, including researching some of the discontinued ones. So it's showing all the information on there. And um, I'm working on a new board right now. And that is the, um, I just, I'm going to show this diagram here. And this is um, a fritzing I just threw together today where I got the serial cable working through the uh, bidirectional level shifter um, because uh, this board runs on 1.8 volts. And I am going to see if I can figure out how to switch this back to my um, camera. Oh, let's do this. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Uh, so I have uh, this board that I am working on right now. Okay. So yeah, the Dragon Boards and 96 boards, these are kind of, uh, they're like industrial Qualcomm boards. And they're interesting. They're, they're not unpopular, but a lot of makers haven't been using them because it's been very hard to wire up hardware to it because of the 1.8 volts. And it's not, it's an embedded Linux, but it's not Raspberry Pi compatible. So I think this will be really good to get something going for people so that they can use our hardware with it. Yeah, and for the industrial users, although there's a lot of open source stuff that they're using, as soon as they get it working, they're not putting it back out in the world. So yeah. that's our job. OK. Very right. exciting. Thank you so much, Melissa. Well, thanks. Right, thanks, Melissa. Right. OK, next up, let's go to JP. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, hey. uh, so I've got. Um, news on the trash panda front we have a lot of people who were um huge fans of trash panda the game that came out last week and so um i'm working on the sequel let me switch uh have you, have you already put yourself into crunch time i know can you believe yeah. it like death there, march to death to, march to there, death. There, there's a there's a line outside of GameSpot for the latest for for trash panda 2. this is the, was the biggest hit of e3 yeah so this is um what I'm doing here right now, this is kind of in an early uh, development stage. What I've got is we're going to use the light sensor on the board so that you can only play the game when it's uh, nighttime because all the trash pandas come out at night and dig through your garbage. So 
you can see here, I'm just using a flashlight right now on the uh, Pi Gamer's light sensor. And that switches me to a different um, background. I'm swapping backgrounds, which actually swap nice and fast on the on here using uh, make code. And then I've got a little flashlight uh, beam right now as the player's control. And then I'm seeing a couple little pairs of eyeballs. And if I cross over one that's a, uh, a panda here, you can see a trash panda, you see this little raccoon pop up and I get some points. Uh, and then another one is this little cat who you don't want. Uh, there's nothing wrong with cats, but he's not your friend in your dumpster diving uh, adventures. So um, right now it's on a timer and I'll be discussing some of these little tricks that I'm using to make that all work uh, tomorrow on the show. So uh, look forward to Trash Panda 2. So psyched, okay. more Trash Pandas. All right, next up, Erin. How are you doing? What are you I'm to? doing good. Um, so it's summertime and I want to be outside. <laughs> uh, so I've been working on a bicycle project uh, for like Burning Man, a lightning in a bottle. There's all these summer festivals coming up and a lot of people just want to trick their bikes out. So I've been working on, I just got a new bike. So my old one is sitting in my garage getting lonely and collecting dust, but now it's, it's getting all exciting. So I'm just going to share my screen too for a second and show a couple photos of this. Okay, so this is uh, the original bike. As you can see, I have a ton of awesome outfits, but the bike itself is really just boring. So boring. Um, that's where I'm starting from. Um, let's see if I can... Is it gonna let me do it? Nope, it's gonna crash. Just give me one sec, I'll bring it back up again. Um, I have added a paint job so far and I have, uh, goodness, going to take me a minute. Let me stop screen sharing for a sec. iPhoto's I crash. Um, yeah, so I've painted it. I've given it an awesome paint job. Um, so far, I have tried um, adding fiber optics. I want something super tall that sticks up that's really bright and fun and interesting. Um, I'm going to add a whole bunch of LEDs to the, to the bike. Um, and I'm kind of uh, launching it sort of a little bit at a time. I'm uh, building it and I'm, I'm launching the tutorial while I build the bike. So kind of going through all my mistakes and all the things that aren't working out as well uh, as well. And I'm sorry, I'm trying to talk and get my- Do you come back, back to you in a few minutes? So. Yeah, we'll come back if, uh, if there's time, don't worry. Yeah, we'll come back to you. Uh, no, it's here. Okay. You wanna try again? Just all the time. Here we go. I'm screen sharing once more. Believe it or not, there's one on the way to Aaron right now. I'm so excited. Okay, so let's see. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, so here's the different kind of paint colors I was using. I'm using like an anodized paint and wanted to do sort of a gradient with that. And it worked out really well. It's really, really cool. So the bike looks totally awesome. Um, and uh, so that, that'll be gorgeous during the day. I added a really cool fun fur seat to it. So it's starting to look pretty Burning Man. Um, and then this is the assembly that I've been working on today, which is a basically a tube that's attached to the frame of the bike that has a big bright uh, pixie LED, which is a three watt um, addressable LED in it. And then I'd slipped a giant uh, fiber optic tube into it so that there's like a big uh, bunch of fiber optics and everything, a dangling cloud that will uh, follow me around, uh, but the cool thing is that that can just pull out so I can put it on the back of my car or whatever and uh, not have to worry about it getting tangled up. Uh, it'll make the bike really easy to transport and at the same time be super dust proof and super brake proof because it's got, uh, everything's really encased down here where the electronics are, but this whole section can just slide out and uh, 
and be replaced or, or changed around or whatever. So that's kind of how far I've got with it so far. I'm going to add more lights and do a bunch of neat stuff and, and keep on uh, posting about it. So Yeah, I know people, you know, now is the perfect time to get, if you're going to a festival and you want to get your bike ready, start now. You know, get, you know, don't wait till August 2nd. That's too late. Uh, start in mid-June because then you have plenty of time and you can experiment and you can make it really rugged and, and get it shipped out. And uh, so follow along with Erin on her bicycle travels in her garage. Right. <laughs> in my garage. Okay, next okay. up. We'll go to All right. Bill, Bill, and then we'll go to Zen, and then Orlando. Okay, Bill, welcome back. Hi guys, how are you? Hey. Yo. So, uh, you guys can see me and hear me, yes? Yes, yes, yes. All right, so we've been having a, a huge week here. So, um, a lot of you might not know this, but Lori and I run a therapy center here. So we have kids in here for summer camps uh, the whole week and the whole the whole summer. And when I first saw the pie portal. Uh, I was, of course, uh, it's impressive, but I was like, that's a speech device. That's the first thing I thought was everything I need to make a speech device is on that board. Uh, and we started talking about the camps we were going to have. And we have one this week, which is communication camp. Uh, kids who use AAC devices are here. Kids who might need AAC devices, but we're not sure. I, and then we have a whole bunch of other kids who are just here for camp. And I made a statement that said, I think everybody in the camp should have a speech device. And that turned into an unbelievable amount of work for me. Um, but let me show you where we are, because it's it's kind of cool. Um, so hopefully that's my overhead. Wow. All right. Wow. So look at it. Yeah, I know it's Pride Month. I know I'll rainbow. But Great. so we we made um, we made speech devices out of the Pi Portal. So let me get the mic over here so you can hear. And these are not good speech devices. Anybody who's looking at it and thinks, oh, that's nothing like a PRC or a Toby, I get it, right? But what these do is they give the kids the core words. They give them the words that we use 80% of the time so that if they wanna say, I don't like it, uh, I want something different, all the things that we can say without really having any good nouns are in here. So as you watch it, you can say, you know, I don't like it. So uh, I, whoops. Uh, all right. So as you say each word, uh, it says it. Hopefully you guys could hear that. I'm not sure if you could. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is basically uh, it's got uh, the 36 uh, words from Project Core, which is a, a project out of the University of North Carolina. And then it's got a setup here for uh, the Hokey Pokey and Duck Duck Goose on the last page just for, for some fun stuff here. Uh, but it is um, it works. It works great. Uh, and we can change the boards without having to reprogram it. Um, and it's really cool. So I want to show you a couple of things. I, I'll show you the inside of one if you're good with that. Yeah, sure. Yep. Um, so here's I your. I can uh, get through most days with just with one of these. Yeah. So, and the neat thing is the battery lasts forever. I've left them running for three days and it still worked. It's awesome. Uh, so, so inside, uh, I originally had a snap fit case and I learned that the kids, um, uh, they, they don't, they're not. It, they are not stopped by a snap fit case. So um, the uh, the inside of this is pretty straightforward. It is a pie portal uh, with um, Noah and Pedro's trick of using the the in, the output uh, as input here to get power and ground in. Or maybe that's Lamore's trick. I'm not sure. No, it's not a trick. It's it's on purpose. It's like this is it's exposed. There, there you go. It, it certainly works. So it's got a big old 2,500 milliamp hour battery. 
a little oval um, uh, speaker and power. And then what, what's interesting is that the the actual code is all that I had to write. And it's all in CircuitPython. Uh, it basically uses your button code plus uh, a bunch of code to take the um, to take the um, open source software called CoughDrop. Uh, they have a format called Open Board Format, and uh, if we if we start with that, we don't have to start from scratch. So I wrote code to transform that into things that the Pi Portal can read. That doesn't run on the Pi Portal, unfortunately. It just isn't going to happen there, or not now, anyways. Um, and so I transform them, and uh, we can load those in there. I do. If you will, will, will give me two seconds, I want to show you the kids. I did get permission to to share some pictures. Um, so I want to actually show you these kids are everywhere. And so there's the, the setup when they get there. Kids are laying around with the devices. They're working hard with the devices. Um, we've got a, and I do have this video. It's great uh, here. So we let them take these outside because they cost 80 bucks, right? They're not, you know, they're not $8,000 devices. They are something that we can make for 75 or 80 bucks and let them run around on the camp and run them down the slide and run around like crazy people. Uh, having a ball and, and using these when they need to or just to have fun. And I, I will tell you that my favorite thing about it actually is there's a little girl that actually does use, let me go back to my screen, my camera, does actually use, not that, there you go. Sorry. Um, oh, stop sharing. That's that's what it's, sorry. There you go. Infinity. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, there's a little girl who uses an AAC device here and, and um, hates it and it's work and she can't stand it until everybody else in the place had one. And then all of a sudden, it was awesome, right? So, also, you know, if it's so inexpensive, you can give it to the kids who don't need it. And then they show that it's like, it's not something that you have to be ashamed of, or it's weird to use. Because right. I'm like, this looks cool. I would like that. Phil said, like, it would be neat to have one of these. And you just yeah. play. It's like the speaking spell, but with words. You're making right. sentences up. That's a fun game. And it's something where um, it's a it's a concept. You know, it's a flood the zone concept. It's basically look. Let's just make it so everybody has them, right? The kids who need them use them. The kids who don't play with them. But it is no longer this weird thing that you know one kid has. Uh, and, and there are a lot of kids who don't need them to speak, but will use them when they're having a meltdown. That will use them when you know they're they've lost the control a little bit. Uh, and it's great to have them around. So we use. We use seven of these. We uh, Some people will say, why didn't you just get an Android tablet? Well, we did that too. Um, so half the kids have Android tablets like this one and half the kids have ours. I will tell you that ours are much more awesome. Uh, they are one, <laughs> they can't be turned into a YouTube player. Uh, they are bulletproof. And so I am thrilled with these. Uh, so thank you for making it. I, I will tell you, the minute I saw it, I said, that's a speech device. Yeah. That's cool. I like I, that's why I made it a, such a big screen. I want to make it easy to be to press. So that's it's a good thing. You know, I've got the biggest screen you could basically get at three twenty by two forty. Yeah. But it's a good project. All right, thanks for sharing, Bill. All right, and as usual, Bill, send me anything, and we'll get it up on the blog as well. Yeah, I, I will absolutely. It's probably going to be next week because I want to actually finish this week of the camp. Okay, cool. Thanks so much. All right, next okay, up, we're going to go to Zen and then Orlando. If you can each keep it to like a minute and a half and get to everybody. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, I can't see me, but I guess that's. I see you. You're fine. Oh, okay. So another Goodwill find, which we made into the Rubington Lincoln hat that then has a capacitive sense. I'm really loving the um, 
the Gemma M0 because it's just so has so many uh, so many uses for simple for simple projects that could change. It actually looks well. You know how it's I great. Like. No, it's rainbow. Uh, it's like what is it like rainbow maggots? What are, what are those? <laughs> I know it's uh, it's whatever it needs to be. I don't know. I like it. It's like Space Lincoln. I'm digging yeah. it. Yeah, and so it just it just changes based on you know hitting the button every time uh, the capacitive touch thing. And, uh, and that's uh, pretty much it. You know, it's just a, a strange thing. Well, it looks like a great strange thing. I'm digging it. <laughs> the only thing it's missing is a show and tell sticker. So email us. There you go. Show and tell sticker for the site. I can't wait for like the final, and like in the end of like in August, you're going to come by and you're going to have all of these costumes on and you're going to be like, yeah, they all wearing my coconut bra with my hat and like string well, pulling music. Living, living in Asheville, we have plenty of festivals and things places to wear these and i don't know you're, you're doing a better job than austin at keeping it weird i gotta say <laughs> we're we're com in competition so good, yeah. good. good okay. weirdness all right thanks orlando, thanks. Uh, orlando you are here but your camera is not on yeah i'm going to share my screen okay share your screen okay so this week i started doing uh, what we call a milestone project so essentially uh teaching skills to uh, well, will be freshman engineering students, uh, so they don't know a lot of the technical stuff yet, but can we still teach them uh, basic uh, electronics or basic engineering skills that will be useful? Uh, so I'm tasked with teaching students uh, some basic circuit things that we're going to do some PCB designing. Uh, so I've showed some of these instructables before, but this week I'm testing um, some of my past instructables on a few different students to see how they like it. So this is a good nightlight, so it's a light responsive circuit. Uh, so when it gets dark, it turns on an LDR. And you can see it only has a few components, you know, an op-amp, uh, an LED, uh, four resistors or so, and a, and a light-dependent resistor. And another thing the students learn is also a, a blinking circuit. So basically taking the principles of simple control using op-amps and then using a comparator uh, to compare two voltages. And then doing a little timed uh, delay thing uh, with a few capacitors to make, you know, some sort of interesting uh, art or something, so to speak. Uh, so the students I'm testing with, with this on this week are actually... Uh, actually junior uh, mechanical engineers uh, so it's really really cool uh, to see students like that really enjoy it even though they're somewhat advanced already even though this is intended for freshmen uh, so tomorrow we start doing printed circuit board designing so people will turn basically their um, their good night light uh, their light responsive circuit or even the blinky circuit into an actual PCB so they'll actually learn the skill of Yay. circuit board designing which they may not know particularly in a, in a freshman class so that's pretty cool that's, that's what I'm working cool. on this week this, this summer camp is great. All right, well, All right. thanks, everybody. Okay, that's show and tell this week. Thank you, everyone. We're here every week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you for making this the best half an hour of our week and our lives every single week. That one of the weirdest. Zen, Philby, Orlando, Noe, Pedro, Melissa, JP, Aaron, Brent, and Bill in the sandbox. Philby, can you play us out with some speaking spell? Say it. Wonder Woman, five, six, seven, eight. E-F-G-H. That's perfect. That's pretty good. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Hi, thanks, everybody. <laughs> Keep it weird here at the fruit.